0: Welcome in, listeners. This is the Wagney Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, how are we doing? I'm doing great. It feels like we've been, it's been a while since we have been in here. It's been it's been a couple of days, yeah. yeah it's just been a busy, busy last week. It's like storming out right yeah. now, so if you hear some thunder and lightning, it's not us. I um, didn't for it. Yep, it's the great mother nature. Today, first, before we get into what this episode's about, let's go through some training camp news. We are through the Hall of Fame game. So we're entering week one of preseason, ultimately putting a quote-unquote end to training camp. Um, What do we have for us?
1: Um, Well, we can always talk about Deshaun Watson. Um, The NFL is appealing his uh, initial um, suspension, which was six games. So the worst that could happen is that he misses a year. I mean, there could be. It could maybe he misses a year and a few games into the next season. But as it stands right now, that would only affect this fantasy football season. So we're going to see a year. There's a chance that he misses this whole season, and that really hurts the Browns offense. Um, but
0: currently it's it is still six, six games. games. So yeah. that's what we will count on for now. However, it is, it is not looking well, especially the longer that appeal process takes. I feel like the lesser chance he's going to yeah. be on the field at all this year, if anything's pending, I feel like um, he's going to be held out. And speaking of pending and being held out, we have Alvin Kamara, an update. He was supposed to be in trial for his, uh, what did he beat up a guy at the Pro Bowl? Yeah, yeah, he (laughs) punched someone in the face. Okay, well, uh, he was supposed to have his trial on August 1st, and that's been delayed by the court until September 29th. The Saints do not believe he's going to be suspended at all this year. If there is a suspension, it likely won't be tacked on until 2023. So there's nothing to worry about with Alvin Kamara this year. How high do you think he's going to climb in draft? Yeah, that's
1: what I was going to ask you. So how high does Kamara rise up if there's no suspension? I see taking him at the end of the first round. Um, Last season, he had games where he looked like vintage Kamara, and I could see that happening again with Jameis Winston back in the picture. This offense should be better. Michael Thomas is looking great in camp. Um, the other there's uh, Jarvis Lantry, and then we have Chris Olave as well. There's just tons of good talent now, and that should lead into Kamara possibly just getting more chances, more better opportunities. I'm stupid excited for him, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, last year he finished as an RB8 and averaged 18 points per game, missing a couple games. That time frame, what the year before he averaged 25.8, I think it was, uh, just shattered everybody. Yeah. I would like I'm pretty sure he came out within the top three for points per game in my projections. So I have a feeling when projecting Alvin Kamara for 17 games, not 11, he's going to be a top five running back for me.
1: So you'd take him over. if I, I see where his ADP goes. He goes up to like the end of the first round, like picks nine through maybe like 14. Would I'd be put him range.
0: above Najee and Joe Mixon. Really? So okay. right before that, probably before Dalvin Cook too. All
1: right. I um, was going to ask about DeAndre Swift, but it's far. I am
0: a – Big Alvin Kamara fan. I feel like last year he was very inefficient. Uh, He did see a lot more volume, which kind of led to his efficiency dipping. Even in a tough year, though, he averaged 18 points per game and was the RBA.
1: Yeah, he had a fine year and it was a bad year for him. So let's move on to Kareem Hunt. Um, Recently requested a trade. Didn't see that coming. I've been wanting it to happen for like two years now. It finally did, but the Browns denied his request almost immediately in private. Um, so it doesn't look like Kareem Hunt's going anywhere for this season. Something to pay attention to, though, it, there is a chance that this affects his workload. Uh, the Browns may shy away from him just a little bit, um, depending on how he carries himself just with the team. Like if he's if he's being a thorn in everyone's side, then they're going to shy away from him.
0: And they also re signed Dearness or mm-hmm. yeah, Dearness Johnson. This past off season, so it definitely is something to watch. Kareem Hunt, I feel like he has he has no leverage in this situation. Um, he ultimately is the back half of the complement backfield. If he's going to get traded anywhere, where would like the picturesque, picture perfect place be for fantasy football? Atlanta. Yep, uh, I think Atlanta. My answer too. Yeah. On another note, in Cleveland, David Bell is healthy. Uh, he's been activated from the pup list. I believe, who do I see? J.K. Dobbins today actually was also activated. He is on track for a week one recovery. So um, measure that as accurate as you can. I did not see that. 49ers signed Willie Sneed, if you care. Uh, Trey Lance is up and down. He's progressing, they say. But he's having a a shaky training camp. As well as Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, he's been described as inconsistent. Yep. So far, some bad days, some good days. Are you concerned at all about those Philadelphia receiving options, specifically A.J. Brown?
1: Um, I think it's important time right now to consider, is, is this where we start to care about reports coming out of training camp? We're a month before the season starts. Um, I know a few weeks ago when training camp had just started, we said on the podcast that. Nah, no, no biggie. Yeah, yeah, we would like to wait until like two to three weeks before the season starts to really start caring. So now it's still to me, it's just like, do I care about the Jalen Hurts reports? No, not really. It's just that Russ is being shaken off right now. They had a long off season. It's time to get back into the swing of things. Um, I'm not too concerned yet.
0: We're we're one month away from yeah. kickoff. So I think now it's starting to get important for me. I'm looking at the reports for me. I'm looking at who's maybe behind a couple steps, who's in front of the game. Um, so I'm definitely weighing into it. Maybe not heavily, not taking it to heart, but I'm definitely seeing who's doing what Dallas. There's no James Washington. He was lost to a, was it a Jones fracture in his foot? Yep. foot has gone. Yep. Jalen Tolbert's taking advantage, taking some first team reps. But the undrafted free agent, Dennis Houston from Southern Illinois, is taking first team reps. He's apparently wowing. So someone maybe in dynasty formats that you want to put stash away on your bench. Dennis Houston could be in line for some reps early on in the season. Do these two guys affect CD
1: at all? I know we're projecting like no, a ton of volume no. for CD, but no, I don't God think. God, so no. I
0: yeah, mean, no. like the they're um place takers. Yeah. They are merely the third starting wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think Michael Gallup's back, neither of these guys will hold yeah. relevance. Tolbert might. Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, Dobbs? Dobbs? D- Dobbs. Da- Dobbs. He said it is Dobbs. Yep. So it's Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is cool. Romeo right? Dobbs is killing it in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, also, Samori Torre, their seventh round pick out of BYU, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, another wide receiver. He's doing well as well. Aaron Rodgers has complimented the, both of them early on, saying that they're, Doing just fine. Um, Christian Watson, meanwhile, is absent still due to yep. injury. Montreal, Washington and Denver is taking Tim Patrick's reps. He's filling that void, which is kind of surprising. Do you think it's just because KJ Hamler is coming back from injury?
1: Yeah, I think that KJ Hamler is going to be the wide, the like the third wide receiver in that offense. I'm not too concerned about
0: that. I Either could, the...
1: I could see both splitting though. Yeah, I, I neither of them are someone that I'm targeting.
0: Yeah. Michael Thomas back in 11 v. 11 drills, supposedly looking like vintage MT. Um, That's what the guys from CBS's podcast is saying. Where do you slide him up to? This Saints offense is getting. Dude, he's he's not in my top 40 wide receivers. I believe he is going to struggle to uh, get enough volume to warrant a top 25 finish. Um, I would say he's going to finish in the mid wide receiver 30s. I feel like Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry both are going to sustain levels of competition that Michael Thomas has never experienced.
1: Where's he going right now? Like around Juju and he's that, right around Adam wide Thielen. receiver,
0: like twenty six to thirty. I I'm taking Thomas over any of those guys there. I'm I would rather confident. take Darnell in in that range. Adam Thielen too. I'm I'm not. I do not believe Michael Thomas has anything left. He's has Jameis Winston thrown to him. A run dominant offense now i i'm not a believer in him this year carol we'll as time moves on <laughs> yep all right so yeah carolina
1: qb competition still open it's not open though we know baker's gonna be the starter although it is a little concerning to see all those all these reports saying that it is still a competition it shouldn't be a competition
0: at this point but you you have to think though sam darnold has that rapport build yeah. up with the receiving core he has a year under his belt uh, he's obviously the favorite from Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson did not want Baker coming. What else do we have? Jahan Dotson's wowing, supposedly. He's making spectacular plays, looking like little OBJ out there. Uh, uh, but also that's paired with Carson. news that Carson Wentz, yeah, He apparently can't throw the Mm -hmm. ball, so um, take what you want out of that.
1: I'm not going after his four targets per game with Carson Wentz.
0: Neither am I. It just won't be consistent. Last two pieces, Alec Pierce is getting the kitchen sink thrown at him. Uh, The Colts are really trying to get him prepared for success early on, trying to sustain him as a wide receiver, too, because they know Paris Campbell is going to get hurt week three. And from Chicago, poor Justin Fields. Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry are both sidelined with injuries. Vilas Jones is also banged up, but less significant. He should return soon if he didn't today. Um, that's all we have train camp news. Do you have any little nuggets to add or takes on this? Um, not really. I would just say, again, I,
1: it is close to the time to start caring about these reports. Start taking them into consideration when mock drafting, or if you're drafting already, definitely take it into consideration now. Um, these reports are going to get more and more important as the season
0: approaches, and it's just time to pay attention. Ooh, we have one more uh, Justin Herbert is even better and more comfortable. Wow. Just letting you know. So he's the (laughs) best
1: quarterback in his first two seasons and he's better than that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do what we're doing today in this episode, we're going to do ADP movers, risers, fallers, and we're going to do our buy sell on them. So fallers as in they're falling down. If you're an ADP faller, your ADP is falling. You're falling down the draft boards. Um, that means your average draft position technically goes up because you're going later. So when we, when we see, when we say ADP fallers, that means you're going later in drafts. It's bad. Yep. Maybe <laughs> fallers bad, perhaps buy or sell. We'll see ADP risers. Good. Well, we don't know, actually, they're just going earlier in drafts. So that's what we mean. Falling down draft boards, rising up draft boards. And then we're going to do our buy sell. At their new price. Does that make sense, listeners? Put my brain in a knot. Yep. <laughs> Do you think the listeners got yeah, it i Yeah, mean, I mean, it's pretty clear.
1: Okay. Uh bring up your guy first. Okay. So DJ Moore, um uh wait, six is June. November. June. <laughs> so June 1st, DJ Moore was going as the 49th to 50th player off the board, depending on which um ADP format you're using. And then uh, July 1st, he he moved back to 53rd. He fell because he went further back in drafts so he moved back to the 53rd spot and then now he's back up to the 45th as of yesterday so he rose a little bit and this is most likely due to the baker conversation that we're having that we had earlier um i buy him this year personally i think i'm going to take him at any position that i can i love him as my wide receiver too
0: yeah i think it's justifiable for him to be a what would that put him at the mid-fourth round yeah pick so you're looking at wide receiver 15-ish mm-hmm. that's definitely reasonable for DJ Moore I'm still a buyer at this price tag now if it rises to the third round that's when I'm probably going to pump the brakes I, I wouldn't reach for him in the third round yeah there's
1: plenty of other received like Michael Pittman is going in the fourth round as well late third round early fourth round um, definitely would take him over uh, DJ Moore I'd even consider like Portland Sutton maybe um, although I do like Pittman Sutton in
0: is class. not actually and i'm gonna go right to him so june 1st michael pittman was going at adp 60th overall so that's uh end of fifth round july 1st comes he's going 45th so he rose 15 spots throughout the month of june um perhaps fantasy world caught on to the hype and realized damn this guy's gonna be good but that it hasn't slowed down since as of yesterday Michael Pittman's ADP was 32nd overall. So he is in the third round, the end of the third round. He was going around wide receiver 25 June 1st. Now he's going out wide receiver 13. Are you a buyer for Michael Pittman at wide receiver thirteen?
1: It's hard. I The thing I loved about Michael Pittman this year, I, one, I think he's going to have a great season. Two, he was going as in the fourth round, maybe mm-hmm. the fifth round. Now in the third round, it just makes me a little hesitant. Like I'm spending a very valuable draft pick on someone who just hasn't done what we're projecting him to do. Is yet. it his ceiling? I think everything? that, yeah, around wide. I think he could finish inside the top 10, very late. Probably 10 would be like the furthest up that I'd push him. But then you're drafting him, thinking that everything goes right. Um,
0: so you're selling, by the sound of it. I,
1: I'm going to sell that. I want him in the fourth round. Third round's too early. I want to. I want to get a high value running back there, in my opinion.
0: See, I disagree. I think Michael Pittman's still a buy in the third round. I projected him to finish as my wide receiver nine this year. That needle's not going to move much. He had a he had 129 targets last year. Only with Carson Wentz, only 99 of them were deemed catchable caught 89 of them Matt Ryan can feed hyper target the hell out of a wide receiver we saw with Julio Jones Roddy White Tony Gonzalez Calvin Ridley you name it Michael Pittman's a stud he's entering his third year I think he's still a buy in the third round however I wouldn't go much further than that. does
1: this offense require a hyper targeted receiver though is the question like this they run sorry they um Their entire season on offense last year was just hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor and let him run through one of the best O-lines in the NFL. I don't, I mean, yes, I project Michael Pittman to have a better season than he did last year just because Carson Wentz is now gone. But I don't see why they need to hyper-target him. And also a concern with Matt Ryan is he's notorious for not being able to throw touchdowns. So those are two of my concerns, which is why drafting him that high, you really are projecting everything to go perfectly for Michael Pittman.
0: I think the talent difference between Michael Pittman and the rest of the receiving options gives him a large moat and target share for this year. And I do believe Indianapolis is going to try to throw it a little bit more with Matt Ryan in there instead of Carson Wentz. Not a whole lot, but they're still not going to give Jonathan Taylor 330 carries on the season. again. I feel like that plays into Michael Pittman's benefits. The touchdowns, f- he probably had like six or eight it was last same, year, I believe. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like I have him right around seven for this year. Okay. So, touchdowns it's kind of insensitive with the change. I do believe Michael Pittman, though, is is still firmly locked inside my top 10 wide receivers, thus making him a buy.
1: Fair enough. Um,
0: okay. So, let's move on to my next guy, Michael
1: Thomas. Um, so his ADP is actually falling despite the encouraging training camp news that we talked about earlier. Um, in July, he was around 38th spot, 38th player off the board in June. Sorry, that was June. He was the 38th player off the board. And then in July, he was the 42nd player off the board. And then now he's going as the 54th player off the board. So he's really falling quite a lot, especially in the last month. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just hesitancy. There's we're just now seeing Michael Thomas start. He just entered the 11 v 11 drills. Like we didn't see him doing those sorts of things. We saw him against no defenders for the majority of the off season. So we're just now seeing him start to play against defenders get really get worked in. So I think that this is going to change. I think that he's going to rise a lot in the coming weeks just because of his name and he's on the field. So do I buy him where he's at now? Yes. In the future, maybe not. It it's still, depends on where that's
0: at. still middle of the fifth round. Yeah, it is
1: middle fourth of the fifth overall. round. And as my third wide receiver, why would I pass on an X wide receiver one overall?
0: I'm still selling Michael Thomas here. I believe he's going to struggle. I already mentioned this. He's going to struggle to sustain levels of production with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave competing with him in the receiving category and we just haven't seen him in two years. In the middle of the fifth round, I do not want to draft a guy I haven't seen in two years. You are still drafting a starter. Yeah. I don't even want to draft CMC in the first round because I haven't really seen him in two years. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to – i I'm, I'm O-laying Michael Thomas. I probably will never take him, honestly.
1: I, I'm going to buy this position, but any higher, I think I'm going to sell just because it would be too early for a guy we haven't seen in two years, as you said.
0: I want to go to a running back, change it up a little bit. Uh, Nick Chubb, He so June 1st, he was going as a top 10 pick. Eighth overall, June 1st. July, he slipped back to the 11th overall, so he's right on the cusp of the first and second round. And now he's going at 15th overall, so he's early second-round pick still, but he's been sliding, so he's an ADP faller. Why do you think that is? And are you a buyer at this current price?
1: Um, I think it's just because people are starting to realize that his ceiling is capped low with Kareem Hunt in the mix of things, especially with the Deshaun Watson developments, um, missing half a season, roughly maybe missing a full season, depending on how this appeal process works out for him. Um, so I think that without the John Watson and then with Kareem Hunt in the mix, he's going to fall and that's what we're seeing. This is a really hard buy or sell for me because I love Nick Chubb. He's a great running back. And when he has his big games, when he can break off for two touchdowns, it's going to be a great week because he's going to have 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's something you want in your starting lineup. But then he's going to have his weeks that we've said before, 18 for 92 and he get nine points because he doesn't catch a pass. So that's a difficult one for me there. I'd love that as my as my RB2. If I'm taking that as my RB2, I think I'll buy it because I can get him in the second round. But if he's my RB1 there, I'm going to sell just because I don't want my RB1 to be that inconsistent. Okay, that's a good answer.
0: I'm still selling. Okay, Nick Chubb's someone that I'm not too hot on for the reasons that you explained. He doesn't get any receiving work. Um, he re- really relies on finding the end zone in order man. in order to have quality starter weeks um if he doesn't find the end zone in a given week he's not going to exactly produce he he'll he'd need 100 yards to produce double digits that's how I should put it without a trip to the end zone so Nick Chubb, someone I will pass honestly I I, I could draft Saquon Barkley above him I could draft Leonard Fournette James Connor there's a lot of, um yeah. even Ezekiel Elliott there there are a bunch of guys I would prefer to have over Nick Chubb. So I'm still selling. Um, I'll move to a running
1: back as well. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I talk about him almost every podcast, um, because he's someone that I love got to slip him in here. Yep. I do. Um, so a lot of reports out of training camp, the Niners say he looks fantastic. And he is, and they've also said that he is their, their, their guy in the running back position. He's going to handle that role. However, it's the Niners. Um, the running backs always get injured. They always use a committee. Um, But again, I'm high on Elijah Mitchell because I love the talent. So we've seen him in June. He was at the 34 spot in July. He was at the 34 spot. So end of the third round. And now uh, as of yesterday, we see him at the 43 spot. So he dropped into the, into the fourth round. Um, I see him going in the fifth round quite often as well. So am I buying him here? Yes. I love that as my wide or as my second running back or possibly even third, just depending on how the draft goes. Um, if I can get him in the late fourth to early fifth, I think that's a steal. I think we're getting a guy who is a starting running back, and it's hard to find those that late. I
0: feel like he's sliding down because in San Francisco's training camp, everybody's having a good training. Yes. Camp. You know, there's reports on Tyrion Davis Price, if I didn't butcher his name, um, and then Trey Sermon also having great yeah, camp. So I feel like their news impacts Elijah Mitchell. Cause he's kind of like the, the stale bread on the shelf for San Francisco terms. Um, they've had a different leading rusher five straight years. I too am a buyer for Elijah Mitchell. I think he is a starter last year. They depended on him heavily when he was on the field. I feel like in the mid to late fourth round, I am going to draft Elijah Mitchell as my RB two over anybody else in that, that vicinity. Yeah. So I'm a buyer too. Now, Here's another running back going somewhere in the same proximity. Cam Akers, he started June 1st going in the 6th round, actually, early 6th round, 64th overall. July 1st, he's skyrocketing up to 48th overall, so he's at the 4-5 or turn. And then as of yesterday, he's going 35th overall, end of the 3rd round. He was going around RB25, now he's more so RB18. Are you a buyer for Cam Akers? as the RB 18 in the late third
1: round. It's so difficult. I've seen reports out of LA saying that Daryl Henderson looks great as well. And that Sean McVay sees these two running backs as two starting running backs. So the fantasy footballers, I believe, talked about that. Correct. Did I possibly, I listened to a lot of fantasy football. Yeah. I know you're it, cracked. Could, <laughs> it, it could have been them. It could have been, I, I might've had a dream about it. I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure that that is what Sean McVay said. Um, so do I buy Cam Akers where he's going now? No, I prefer to take him around where Elijah Mitchell's going if I'm going to be taking a running back. Um,
0: I'm a seller too. Yeah, it's just he's, too high. He's he's risen three rounds nearly yeah. since June 1st. And regardless of that, um, he's going in the late third round. I would rather have Josh Jacobs than Cam Akers. That's how I'll phrase it. I've, I'm not sold on Cam Akers. I understand that LA backfield's vastly or immensely valuable mm-hmm. um however again i'm i'm skeptical that daryl henderson is a great running back like he showed last year and that those two both are going to have prominent roles so i'm selling cam makers here at the end of the third round
1: yeah i've got to wait on it i think another week or two just to see how that backfield pans out because if there's one running back who gets that backfield they are definitely worth a third round pick. I
0: feel like he'll be going top
1: ten in yeah. the second round. Yeah. If say Daryl Henderson goes down with injury, like I'm taking Cam Akers possibly as my RB one just because of the team.
0: Even when we saw Hendo go down, we saw Sony Michelle
1: just bully assume
0: yeah. that role. Let's go to another running back. Um, so this one started high and is falling, crashing down boards. Antonio Gibson is going as a RB ten in June, uh late mid to late second round pick. Uh, with reports that Brian Robinson is the goal line back and Antonio Gibson's losing his grip on that Washington backfield. He's going in the early fourth round at RB 20 right now. Are you a buyer for Antonio Gibson after he's crashing in price? No, even though this is
1: a good spot for him to be going in the fourth round, I'm still not buying. I have no faith in him. I have no faith in this offense. I have no faith in Carson Wentz. So wow. I'm going to sell just because of the situation. Um, but where he's going, I could see a case be made to wow. take him there.
0: I think he's still in the trajectory down in his price. Yeah. I feel like he will be a fifth-round pick yeah. come your draft day in two, three weeks. I am a buyer for Antonio Gibson here. I he's like the Subway gift card. You don't want it, but it's gonna feed you a couple weeks out of the year. I feel like he's still going to be the goal line back, even though Brian Robinson is gonna handle some short yardage work. Gibson's Gibson's 6'2", 240. He's a he's a bulldozer and I th- I think he's a quality running back that's going to still be at least an RB two, a low end RB two.
1: So you're taking him over guys like Cam Akers I t- and like Brees Hall.
0: I would take him over Cam Akers, Brees Hall. They're both yes. Right there. I, I'll say I'll say yes, but not. I think not. Uh, confidently. I've gotten
1: <laughs> so high on Brees Hall recently. I could see him winning leagues this year.
0: High as fuck. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> Jets right.
1: offense, baby.
0: Let's do another running back and another very high-end running back we should have done him with nick chubb Javante williams started as a first round pick this summer uh really in the spring is when he his price tag was really inflated because melvin gordon wasn't brought back well Melvin, melvin gordon's back the dust has settled and now Javante williams is going in the late second as the rb 13 14 at the 20th overall pick are you a buyer from the javante skid or are you still laying him and selling him i'm
1: still selling him i view him as i view nick chubb uh just not going to get enough volume because of the other running back in the backfield
0: okay i'm a buyer for javante here so i'll fade you again i feel like i i don't i don't want javante however he finished as the rb 17 last year in a complete 50 50 split with melvin gordon the Offense is much better. You throw on Russell Wilson there, it's going to lead to more goal line visits. Uh, even if that favor or that backfield split just tilts slightly into Williams' favor 55 45, it'll be enough to warrant his current price tag. I would actually like him in the late second round as my RB2.
1: Okay, um, let's move on to another running back, James Connor. Um, he in early June was going at the 50th spot and then moved up to the 39th spot in July. And now we're looking at the 31st spot as of yesterday. So like a 20, 20 position slide upward. So that's pretty good. Um, he's going into the end of the third round. Uh, do you buy James Conner at the end of the third?
0: Absolutely. Round? I he's inside my top 10 running backs. I will buy him if he's going in the late second round, uh, which I will reach for him if I have to. He was the RB 22. Now he's like the RB 16. I'm still way higher on this dude. I mean, he enough. I've said enough about him. 18 touchdowns. It's gonna regress, but not by a lot. Um, don't use that as an excuse to discount James Conner. He's still gonna visit the end zone 12 plus times. Arguably in line for more work or at least receiving work, even though they have Daryl Williams. No Chase Edmonds. That frees up 53 targets, 116 carries. James Conner is going to be a, a sturdy RB1 this year.
1: Yeah, I buy as well. There's a few running backs actually in this range that I really like. So, Dan James, James Conner is one of them. So, yeah, I'm going to buy that.
0: Last running back on the board, Saquon Barkley, he was going in the early 4th round come June 1st, he's the 37th overall. The Saquon hype is real. He's going in the late 2nd round at 20th overall. Now the RB12 was the RB17. In one word, are you the Are you a buyer or seller? I'm going to buy it, but I loved it a month ago. Okay, that's a great answer. I am going to sell Saquon Barkley here. Now
1: defend yourself. I'm going to buy it just because of the coaching staff changes. Um, The reports of how Saquon Barkley will be used this year are encouraging in the receiving game. That's um, honestly where he can excel. He was great at that in college, and he did so. Um, in his rookie year with the Giants, he was great in the receiving game as well. Um, So where he's going, it's a little bit high, but I think that he has like top five, top three upside. Even like He's just such a talented player. It's hard to say no here, Um, even in the second round, even if that is earlier than where he was going a month
0: ago. I find it easy to say no. Um, He was less efficient than Wayne Goleman last year. And he, out of 13 games that he played, According to Fantasy Pros, he had eleven terrible fantasy performances. So he got two good games out of Saquon last year. Look, I love, I love the dude. He's a great talent, arguably the most talented running back in the league. I would like him as my RB two, but in the late second round, he's too steep for my blood. I'll take the security from Javante Williams, from James Conner, guys that produced last year, who. Uh, Don't have Daniel Jones in the backfield with him. Yeah, and Daniel Jones has looked awful in training camp. Those are the reports I'm seeing. We got one more wide receiver. We'll slip in here. Yeah, Probably should have included him earlier. Amari Cooper, he was going early in the fourth round as a wide receiver 18, June 1st. Now it's August 7th. Well, yesterday was August 7th, and he was going at the 68th overall. Slid from the wide receiver 18 to the wide receiver 28-ish, um, give or take. So are you buying this dip on Amari Cooper? So end of the sixth
1: round, Amari Cooper as my possibly fourth wide receiver. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to think of some other names in that area right now. That would help me to turn Thielen. Yeah, Thielen's there. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sell. Smith. I'm going to sell. Really? You're it's, still selling? It's Jacoby Brissett or um, uh, Josh Rosen. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about the prospect of Amari Cooper this season. I'm going to sell, even though he is such a great talent. He's good. Very good receiver. Um
0: Now timeout. Okay.
1: What if Deshaun Watson plays 11 games? If Deshaun Watson plays 11
0: games in the sixth round, I'll take
1: him and throw him on my bench for,
0: a few weeks. It's kind of like D hop at that point. Like you're drafting him for 11 weeks yeah. of the season. I I'm still selling Amari Cooper here, even with Deshaun Watson playing in 11 games, he checked out as a wide receiver 26. So I'm pretty much on par with his ADP. I just don't feel like I I'm going to want to deal with him being wasted space for the first six weeks. He's going to frustrate me in Cleveland. I, f- I feel like they're just going to run it all over their opposing defenses. I'm I'm selling Amari Cooper. I'll just make it easy on myself. You could
1: eat those words though once Deshaun returns. I could, yeah,
0: I could. I'm, I'm it's just hard. I'll be it's hungry. I'll, I'll be waiting to eat those. <laughs> All right, we got two QBs at the end. Yep. Aaron Rodgers going as the QB eight come June first. Now it's August and he's going as a QB eleven slid down nearly a round later. Now he's in the early seventh round. Are you buying the dip on the back to back reigning MVP?
1: I love Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to sell here just because I I want to be proven wrong, but I just don't see how he can put up like a magnificent fantasy season without any real receiving options. That's
0: my answer. Sammy Watkins,
1: (laughs) Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm selling too. It's pretty easy for me. I I have Rogers as my QB 15 this year. I just don't, I see him being a great, efficient, Quarterback who can win games on the football field, but I don't see him being a good fantasy asset to hold. Last year, he was the MVP. He was only QB6. This year, I just don't see him replicating that. Last one. Joe Burrow, our
1: last player on this list, and he is a quarterback as well, in case you didn't know. Um, So he was QB9, and now he's QB6. He's going in the early fifth round, uh, very end of the fourth round at the 49th overall spot. I'm selling. Joe Burrow.
0: So am I, I'm not too high on him. It's not that I think he's going to regress from last year. However, last year was historically efficient of a season for him nearly nine yards per attempt. Uh, touchdown percentage was astronomically yeah. high. He had 34 touchdowns off 500 something pass attempts. Um, I just feel like it's going to. Okay. So I don't see him replicating historically high efficiency marks. I do believe they're going to be close to those same metrics. I projected him to score one and a half points less than last year, for goodness sake. He was the only the QB eight last year, and he was freaking efficient out of the wazoo. He was unbelievable. So, like, I just don't see the hype around him being a top six QB. All of a sudden, he's not going to throw for 50 passing touchdowns, or at least I don't think so. Um, he still has Joe Mixon that's going to finish off drives and the offense is so dang efficient as a whole that it's just gonna I don't know I don't see him I don't see him finishing as a top six QB more so like a top 10. This is
1: already too early for me to take a quarterback and if I'm if I happen to want to take a quarterback this early it's going to be like a Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts like someone that has
0: I was about to say Jalen Hurts is probably going around later and he's going to run for 500 more yards and eight more touchdowns exactly Joe Burrow so I just
1: don't there's no rushing upside with Burrow. I it's just way too early. It's way too early. I'd take honestly. I'd almost consider Rogers over Burrow. I know that's a little blasphemous, but
0: I'll do it. Okay. Let's um. Let's go through. Start with our followers column. One answer: buy, sell. Nick Chubb. S- sell. I'm a sell too. Right. Antonio Gibson. Sell. Buy. Amari Cooper. Buy with 11 games from <laughs> Sell, regardless. Aaron Rodgers. Sell. Sell. Javante Williams. Sell. I'm a buy. That's two years. DJ Moore. Mm, buy. I'm a buy. Michael Thomas. Buy right now. Sell. Don't, don't want that piece of shit. Eli Mitchell. Buy. Buy as well. Cam Akers. Buy if he gets the offense. Sell if he doesn't. I'm sell. and Make it simple. Yep. Michael Pittman. Buy. I'm a buy. I feel like you said sell. Okay. If you're still listening, then uh, Nick's a fraud. <laughs> I, I made my, but at least they get to see my argument as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to be honest with yourself, <laughs> you know. Saquon Barkley. Bye. Sell. James Conner. Buy. Bye. Joe Burrow. Sell. Sell. There we go. Uh, We're going to do more of these, especially right before we draft. Um, That way, you know what you're buying at an, an inflection point or a fall off. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.